and I think we're on. Hmm? I, I can't, can't hear you. No. I'll, I'll be right, right back. back. <laughs> okay. Hi, everyone. Um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, who's ready for whatever this is going to be? Do you want the top hat? The top hat is in the closet. <laughs> Can't hear me now. Okay. Yeah, we're on. Also, Mom, we're on. Oh, we're my streaming, God. So. <laughs> okay. Hello. Welcome, Welcome to D20 Air. Welcome to a special edition of D20 Air. Where we roll dice before one part energy goes out, or Kate's audio chain settings decide to change right as we start oh, going. Oh, when that happens. Yeah. And anyways, my, my name is Kate. I'm the dungeon master. My name is Miller, and, and I, I play Augie the, the Human Paladin. Woo! Okay, so if you're joining us for this special one-on-one, welcome. Uh, I'll be the human paladin. Woo! Okay. Do you have uh, it echoing in my it was echoing in my head and I was like yeah. Um, yeah, I heard it echo too. Great. <laughs> okay. Um well this, this is just the two of us today because reasons. Um if you, you don't, don't know, know the reasons, reasons just, just a heads, heads up. up. This, this is an in-canon episode of D20 Error called Augie's Lost Days, which is an Avatar The Last Airbender reference, Miller. Do you know that? Did you know that? I am on, I'm on, I'm almost on season one, Kate, so shut up. It's one of my favorite episodes, um, and I thought it was really fitting, particularly for this particular session um it's gonna be kind of chill i have no idea how long this goes that depends entirely on your choices but this is kind of a we're gonna see what happens with the rest of the game hopefully this weekend but this is kind of a chance to see what's happening behind the curtain and i was gonna do this with miller anyways and i i both, we were kind of talking, and we were like, hey, we should stream this, so that you guys know what's up. Um, I will say, this, since this is in canon, there are heavy spoilers for the past session slash couple of sessions, maybe. So, just a note, you're still welcome to watch with us. It still will be plenty enjoyable if you don't know What's happening? There will be some surprises for Miller as well. Um, There's going to be so many surprises for me, guys. <laughs> oh, I just rolled the natural 20. I should stop rolling that dice uh, and save it. Um, so, if you aren't caught up, if you want to be caught up, if you don't want this to come and spoil you for anything, just a note to be warned, I guess. I'm kind of taking my time because we started the stream about five, ten minutes earlier than we expected. So, so, Miller, hi. How are you doing? Are you doing okay? I'm doing great. Um, 
I'm so excited for this. And I wasn't really scared for this session until like this morning. Um, yeah. I've been terrified. I did, um, this is a, it's a different flavor than we're used to on D20 Air, but it should still hopefully be fun. If it's not fun, Miller, by the way, let me know and we can vignette to Augie, I don't know, in a casino for like years. So I'm happy to be back because this is also, it's also, it's just supposed to be fun. And if it's not fun, let me know. Okay. Also, the Uh, blog post is up. So if you want to blog that, maybe let, did you, did you tell everyone in Skype that we're on? Oh, no, I didn't. Maybe telling the rest of our party members that we're doing stuff, that would be a good idea. Um, but we're going to get started in a few minutes for you guys watching while we do all this stuff. Um, I don't know if you knew this, but again, it's just the two of us, and one of us is really bad with technology, and the other one runs all the technology, so... <laughs> yep. And Locked. there was an echo that I didn't realize, so oh, I got rid of it. We're great. good. Okay. Oh, wait, mm-hmm. so it's fixed now? Okay. Yeah, it's fixed. And so- someone said in the chat, it's easy, just don't die. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Late, well, I mean, but <laughs> spoilers. Um, yeah. Um, oh, you know what? While we're just chilling here, uh, we do this thing on D20 Air where we're doing special self-care tips based on Dungeons and Dragons classes. And today is fighter. And I feel like this is kind of fitting. It's a bit unconventional, but this particular tip has helped me through a lot of my life. And that is that sometimes either you, your inner kind of... Uh, your inner brain, your inner monologue will tell you this, or someone else will tell you that you're not good enough, that you're not doing something right, that you're being too lazy sometimes, that uh, you're doing too much, that, you know, people will find any way to criticize anyone else. Even yourself, you will find any way to criticize you. I know I do. So sometimes it really helps to do things out of spite. And this is a bit unconventional, I know, for self-care, but sometimes uh, if you think about depression or anxiety as a person telling you that you can't do something, oh, I find yeah. for me, I will be like, no, you know what? I can shower today. Watch this and do something like that. Or say someone tells you uh, that you're not going to be successful in this, go out, prove them wrong. Sometimes by is a very powerful thing. And oh yeah. Okay, my audio cha- de- settings just changed again. Are we Okay, okay. I can still hear you. Can still hear me? What you worried about? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um. So, that's fun. Um and the reason I found that fitting is that most of the people that are going to be in this thing are more evilly inclined and that feels like a more kind of evilly kind of self-care tip but sometimes that works and you shouldn't be feel ashamed for doing that 
also, it's okay to experience negative emotions and to feel bad sometimes. You don't always have to be happy and bubbly. And there is catharsis in kind of experiencing and allowing those bad feelings to pass through you and move on from them. And that's easier said than done, but sometimes that's also helpful. very fitting for discussion. So right now. Okay. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know if you can hear my dogs barking in the background. I'm trying oh, no, to. I can hear them. It's great. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. If any of my viewer, if the any of the lovely viewers can hear it as well. There you go. Welcome. Okay. <sighs> All right. You ready? Yeah. Yep. Are you gonna say yeah? Hmm. You look like you're about to say something else. I didn't know. No, I am ready. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll probably, but ready. We'll probably take a break. Um, like halfway through. Um, I know where we'll take a break, but it just depends. Uh, we'll take our equity mandated five or ten, depending on time. Um, so, yeah. Come along with us as we prepare to step into Augie's Lost Days. Okay. So, Augie. You wake up groggy and on the floor. Your ears kind of have that tinny high pitch, that little in them. And, and you shake your head to alleviate the sound. But this warbled kind of wash comes over it and just kind of leaving you only able to hear the blood rushing through your veins and your heart, kind of this... You can hear the blood rushing in your ears. You blink, and your eyesight is incredibly overexposed, almost like a bright white has just taken over the entire room as a wash, which is jarring, because as your eyes begin to adjust, you realize that you are in a very dark chamber, completely surrounded. Eventually, your eyes begin to adjust to a black room with the walls covered in black rectangular shards sticking out eight, uh, six inches on each side, almost in a lattice-like pattern. So it goes one, two, three, one, two, three, uh, one, two, three, one, two, three, around the entire room. Kind of looking like soundproof um, foam, but made of a black very sharp looking thing. On each of the shards on either side are these glowing red inscriptions in a runic language that you actually do not know. So you have no idea what they say, but you just see these glowing red inscriptions. Looking down at yourself, you realize now that you are no longer wearing your plate armor and all your items have been stripped from you. Instead, you are wearing very simple vestigements, maroon slacks that are kind of capri'd and slashed at the bottom, a faded and dirtied red tunic with a large gash right here through the front, and a simple red sash to hold the, uh, the pants up. You're not wearing any shoes, and you notice actually that the tunic you're wearing has a little bit of kind of teeth and bite marks on them. You, rub your, you go to rub your head 
only to realize that your wrists are held together by a large set of shackles. Any questions so far? Nope. Um, so I got the, the shackles, the maroon tunic, the red, the... Okay. Yep. Do I... Um, so I know, I know I don't speak the language, but can I still recognize what it is? Uh, go ahead and make a history check for me. Or mm, maybe just an intelligence check. History or intelligence. What'd you guess? That's a... <laughs> The first roll is a nat one. Great. So, um, it's, it's okay. It, it fits um, in your kind okay. of, you've got a splitting headache and just trying to focus on them at all. It's just glowing. And it does that thing with migraines where it kind of fades in and out and kind of, and it's just difficult to look at and you have to look away. But as your eyes continue to adjust, you notice there are three other shapes in the room with you. So it's black on all four sides. There, it appears to be a rectangular room with one across from you and then two to either side. The one across from you is in shadow. And while you can tell that there's something there, it's difficult to make out kind of what it is it just seems very large and amorphous kind of like a big blob the creature to the right of you uh, is this seems to be around the same size as the general shape of the one in front of you and is uh, face down you can make out a little bit more of the details it's got this greenish kind of blubber like skin with kind of it's completely bald and a very long and large, elongated head that kind of rests. You can't see a neck, but almost seems to rest on the shoulders itself and continues into this large blobless form down to the ground, just looking down, not seeming to notice your presence or either not giving any mind to your presence. Those are the two. Um, and actually, as you go and look over at the third uh, form near you uh, to the left, you hear, Ah, oh, look, the golden boy finally stirs. Now all we need is plan and we can be halfway to tarot by sunset. And you look over and what you see is Surprisingly, a fey bean has the, the slight light green skin, large, almost red, matted hair that it's less of luxurious, like stringy, and it looks more like strings and sticks. And there are five little wisps poking out of the top of the head. The creature itself is wearing what almost appears to be like leaves on either side and going down the front with a long kind of tunic and a small metal uh, belt with a metal clasp and just very basic leather-looking armor and wearing boots. And strangely enough, you notice that 
his uh, his wrists aren't shackled together. And he goes, Howdy, pleasure to meet you. The name's Smiler the Defiler, but my friends just call me Smiler, and you are my little corrupted sunflower. Okay, um... What... I... Where am I? Oh, articulate, are you? Well, welcome to hell. Is this your first time here? You've been here before? No, um... Kind of, as he's watching you, his smile seems to grow almost wider, almost taking up and beginning to split the entire face, just kind of staring. I actually died. Well, um, I don't really know, kid. We haven't really talked before. I don't know much of your story, but, um, you know, there's multiple ways to get to hell besides just dying. Uh... You seem alive to me, though. I mean, you're talking, you're moving around, you seem to be breathing, so that's, that's cause for celebration, huh? I'd give you champagne or something, but sadly, <laughs> don't have any of that. What do you want with me? I... Why am I shackled? Why am I in a cage? Why am I wearing different clothes? Where did all my stuff go? Uh, well, unfortunately, I was here when you arrived. I really don't know much. Uh, that's how you were dressed. They kind of just threw in here. It's kind of their M.O. Uh, Who's M.O.? Uh, Zariel, the entire kind of, you know, demons, fiends. They don't tend to let their prisoners and captives keep their stuff. I mean, if they did, I would have my... Uh, sword and all my stuff and I would be long gone and you actually look and notice that although his wrists are shackled his ankles are very much tied to the floor and while he seems to be kind of lying down in a position to look at you his feet are very much stationary in the place that he's shackled to how long have I been here hard to say. I mean, there's no sunlight. There's no things. We get fed once a day. Uh, time's an interesting thing. Uh, you've got a little bit more uh, growth, so I don't know. Maybe. And you actually, um, as he says that, you kind of look down you notice that you do have a little bit of a beard growing. A little bit. It's not, it's, it's, it's patchy. It's not fully. It's scrub. Yeah. It's, it's a good, <laughs> a good amount of scrub. It's not like father time long, but you know, it's there. Do you know what they're going to do with us? Well, it depends on what you're here for. What'd you do? I don't, I don't really know. Huh. What, what's your, what's your contract say? Are they just waiting for you to just turn into a clue? Or are they waiting for you to turn into a lemur? Like, what's up? 
I don't. I don't have a contract. That's peculiar. Really? I mean, to be in hell, you kind of there's kind of like a little punch card and surprise. You're just so green. Can I call you Greenie? You know, like the little the the dog toys. You know, Greenies. Yeah, please don't. Um, I'm I guess. Augie, hi, nice to meet you, Smiler. Uh, I mean, well, I mean, you are in hell, so keep your punch card. Maybe you'll get bingo. Have, have you tried getting out of here? <laughs> yes, and you actually, for the first time, you kind of see his smile fade a little bit. He's still smiling, but not quite as much, and he goes, yes. Only been stuck in here for, oh gosh, uh, less than I've been. Been in the, in the realm in general about, uh, gosh, 70 years, I think now. Uh, been in here maybe uh, six months or so. I don't know. Six months. Okay. Um, okay. I'm gonna, it's fruitless, but he would. He's gonna try and like break the chain relatively. He's just gonna try to get out. Okay, make a strength check. Um, that is 16. 16. You give a good effort and you really try and you see a little bit of strain and for a second Smack goes like, he looks a little interested and he leans in deeper and just it just doesn't work. They're just a little too strong. Okay. So, okay. Um, we're going to hell. Uh, I, I have a contract. Really? I, do, do you have a contract? <laughs> I've got many contracts, believe me. Uh, sold my soul a while ago. You know, sold my soul to the devil for a... I don't know the TikTok lyrics. I'm going to be real. Uh, but I don't know. I think there's there's enough that... See? I got you to smile. That's pretty good. Smiling's what'll keep you sane down here. I mean, just look at how sane I am. Very. Yeah. Has um, one, so these... But, you seem really lost. Has no one taken you on the grand tour around here? No, no I just woke up. Ah, all right. Well, obviously there's no way I can actually take you out, but close your eyes. We'll go to the realm of imagination. Take you on the grand tour. Allow me to be your tour guide through this hellscape metropolis. So, close the eyes. Close the eyes. All right, welcome to Avernus, the first lair to hell. And might I say, we rank first in both amenities and style. Yes, from the stunning river sticks to our utter lack of landscaping, this blooming shithole is the perfect stop for all your destitute and lack of grandeur needs. This gorgeous hotel you are staying in is one of the many cells to hold the captives of Zariel aboard her flying fortress. 
but it lacks in fashion. It makes up for in fortitude. Uh, this is your home for a while, and I'll be your roommate until they deem you broken in enough to do the bidding of the fallen angel, or until you turn into a fattened blob and sit all day and complain about the lack of food. And yes, Jerry, I am talking about you. We are all sick of your whining. And he kind of turns to look at the one across uh, that you saw that kind of has his head down. And he doesn't do Jerry, uh, the aforementioned Jerry, just kind of shifts and kind of you hear like a little and he just lays down a little bit more. Uh, and he goes, and that's the tour. That's all that's interesting. Although, if you are interesting, the Devil Rider is much more interesting. We've got lots of interesting goods and services, but in terms of sites, for, there's not much. Okay, Flying Fortress. I'm going to Flying fortress in the first layer of hell yes yes you know you're you're doing wonderful especially for just waking up i mean i know i take at least 30 minutes or so to wake up after i'm all like so you're doing a great job thanks um So how, so we kind of just, they just keep us in here. That's it for as long, for how long? Goodness knows, I I don't know. Uh, I've been here for about, I think I said about like half a year or so. They give us food and water once a day. Kind of, you know, it, it works. It's functional. Uh, sometimes if they forget, it's less than that, but we, we make do, except for Jerry, who always tries to steal extras, so watch your plate. Uh, you've been out for a little while, so kind of got used to extra portions, that's too bad, but you know, you're just such good company. These two over here, they don't really say much, so it's nice to have a smiling face, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. Um, okay, I am, so I'm, I'm just, am I just on the floor, shackles, like, the same as him? Mm-hmm, and you actually look down, and your ankles are shackled similarly to his as well, although you seem to have a much looser chain, and you're actually able to, like, there's not, it's not attached to the wall, whereas his is. Yours seems to be just, your ankles are attached to each other. And your wrists are attached to each other. The manacles the themselves connect. Uh, looking around, you actually don't see a door. Or actually, you know what? Make a perception check. Make a perception check. Mm, uh, 15. Okay. Um, you actually do see there isn't um, a classical like door. But in, there do seem to be a little place where some of the lattice shards kind of line up and form a small thing that you could hypothetically open. And the shards themselves, actually looking past them, you can see through them. There's nothing up much on the other side, but around 
it it it's basically like these shards are almost floating in place and there doesn't seem to be any particular like structure or wall necessarily okay um can i go over to where that the not really door door is yeah kind of um, waddle over yeah um and kind of just like bash on it a little bit trying to see if like it will open if someone hears me okay um roll a never uh, if someone okay uh yeah roll a roll a dexterity check Mm, okay. Um, fourteen. Okay. Uh, you only take three points of uh piercing damage as the shards. They're they're really sharp by nature, and as you're banging, they they're all detached. So banging on one doesn't necessarily make a noise, but it does manage to give you just a little bit of like. A little bit of a line as one of them cuts you from the banging. You kind of went back. Um, I'm gonna sit. Oh, nope. No, I'm, I'm just gonna sit sit near the door and just kind of stay in that area. Okay. He goes. So you got a life story. What's you who have no contract? Are you from the Feywild? You've heard of it. Uh, I was um, a while ago. And, uh, you know, came down to adventure for a bit. Was running a few errands. And then, hey, what do you know? My adventuring party left me. Uh, So I've been uh, making a life for myself down here, you know. Sold my soul, did some deals, have a gang. That's pretty exciting. Um, You know, just doing my part and doing death design stunts and looking hot as hell while I do them. That's a joke. You can laugh. (laughs) Thank Um, you. Were you... The, the amalgamation. The what now? Were you there when... Okay. Um, basically, the Feywild uh-huh. in my plane. Which is? The normal one? Uh, okay. Okay. Prime material. Got it. Yeah, they... um. They kind of squish together. <laughs> like, the two just... Did everyone die, or are they all... No, no, no. Um, people huh. are alive, but uh, right. it's weird. Sounds you, it. You, you weren't there when that happened? You were here? And, oh, God. Uh, uh Yeah. Yeah, been here for 70 years or so, and no offense, but uh, you don't really look to be that old, so. 
this happened in your lifetime. I wasn't there to witness it. So we ever on the uh, my plane. Private two? Nah. I think I went like once. There's a really good. Oh gosh, what was it? Oh, crepes. There was such a good crepe shop. I think I went there once and I had some of those. But no, mostly Feywilds and then dropped down here for a little bit. Looking for a sword. And then couldn't find it. And then got lost. A sword? And now I'm here! A sword, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it's a long metal thing and it's got a little bit of a point I at the end. I know what a sword is. Oh, congratulations. It's very exciting. Not everyone knows that, you know, there are some dumb people down here and he kind of points over to the other two that are in the room with you. So you're looking for a sword. What kind of sword? Oh, gosh, I don't even remember. I think it was just a just a magical sword, something that could help with things. Ugh. I don't really remember, gosh. You know, the memory just runs rampant when you're having so much fun. You know what they say, time flies. Um, when they brought me in... Yeah. Did you hear them? Did they say anything? Any... About me? About... Oh. You know, they probably did. I don't really speak the language. You know what? I'm getting kind of, you know, yeah, I'm just going to. And he snaps his fingers and you watch from the corner of the room as you hear this all of a sudden gush of water just as this waterfall begins to appear and a stream trickles through halfway through and kind of dividing the room in half. And these trees, these luscious kind of fruit trees that uh, have peaches and cherries on them begin to appear. And he kind of rests against one and he goes, you like my island? I can't tell you how many play hours and how many bells it took to get it to look this nice. And he kind of props his feet up. And watching the water stream through and smell, like feeling the soft breeze of this small oasis and the grove of fruit trees, you feel all of a sudden the, the dryness of your throat becomes palpable and you can kind of the little bit of saliva begins to form on your tongue as you see the fruit and smell it and you realize that you are incredibly dehydrated and incredibly hungry as you're just looking at this. And he kind of just, just leans back and just, oh. hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, that's it, there it is. Kind of just listening to the babbling brook as he lays down on a soft patch of grass that is now erupted and appeared. Um, 
is can I um <clears throat> get a drink and can I drink from whatever you just made? I mean you can certainly try. Is it not? I'm guessing you can't really drink or eat from it. I mean, it'd be so fun to watch you try. Okay. But it's nice. You get sometimes you get all swept up in all this demonic stuff in the fire and the hell that you just gotta relax. Um, did they come in and give you food yet for the day? Not yet. Uh, it's been a little bit. Uh, hopefully we'll be getting some soon. Um, Augie's going to go by the door. And now he's going to kind of wait for when they... Um, oh, wait. Um, and so the room is just basically dark. Like, there's nothing else in there. It's just me and three other figures. It's... Yes. Smiler. Okay, cool. Um, Jerry. So, yeah, I'm going to wait. Miscellaneous. I've not been named yet. <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to wait by the door. Okay. Uh, right. Yeah, he's yeah gonna chill by the door and kind of wait right. for someone to come Smiler in. Smiler keeps trying to engage in conversation with you, figure out where you're from, what your name is, thing, or you already said your name, things like that. Um, okay, and eventually you watch about, you wait about, it's hard to tell time, but you wait a little while, and eventually you see as two of the slits kind of open, and you watch as four trays of what appears to be a cup, a small cup and a bowl, pass through. Yeah. Is it just a small slit? Like, how big is the slit? It's, it's small. Oh, it's like... Yeah, it's about that big. Maybe, maybe Augie's head. You could probably fit maybe Augie's head. Through. Okay. Um, he's gonna. He's not gonna look through. He like. Okay. Um. He's gonna say like, see if he can see anything through the slit. Like, what is there? Where is this coming from? Yeah. Make a perception check. You're doing great, by the way, and I love and cherish Thank you. you. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> you do, I love this guy. I love Smiler. Um, okay, I got 14. Okay. Um, what you see is you see a two large leather boots and what appears to be kind of like a red claw sliding the last thing through. The floor itself appears to be made of like a thick stone. And on the other side, you see that similar thick stone. You see just like a wall. So basically just two leather boots, the last little bit of a red claw, and then stone, stone. Okay. Um, he, he's going to yell to whoever's on the other side. Like, like, he's going to say, hey, 
where where what do you want with me okay there's no response as you watch as the slit closes and you can still kind of see through it and you watch as you hear as the the figure slowly walks away I hate this place yeah yeah, I would say it grows on you, but it doesn't. You gonna eat that? Yes. Apparently I haven't eaten in six months, so. All right. Um, okay. So, we're gonna jump ahead a little bit. You're doing really I'm proud of you. Um, can I get you to make a constitution saving throw for me, please? Totally. Ooh. Um, oh, okay, it's not too bad. Um, 15. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, so, uh, just for the purposes of this, basically, you've been eating food, the food and drink for a while now. It comes in a very small cup, like very small, and a small bowl of what's like a basic porridge. But the porridge itself, like the food, it tastes like ashes and it's just disgusting and just like it's it's there to sustain you, but it does not satiate hunger or anything in any way. The water, surprisingly enough, is very much the same. It does the job, but it it just tastes burnt. You don't know how someone can possibly burn water, but if they could, that's kind of what it tastes like. It's just this acrid sort of flavor in your mouth that just, it never really goes away. So with that 15, um, we're only gonna say, we're gonna say that you only take one point of exhaustion kind of through this kind of bad these bad kind of situation that you're in Mm -hmm. you only get one over all instead of like three or more which is good you did pretty good escaped a lot of that um so this is a while later make an intelligence check for me please just a check want to see no um four okay you have no idea how much time has passed absolutely no idea um it's been enough that your your muscles have kind of started to fade a little bit they get a little bit looser this clothes around you are getting they've gotten much baggier uh the beard actually and it's gotten kind of pretty nice, actually. Like, where it was patchy before, it's still patchy. Let's not get that wrong. But there are places where it's grown a nice... It's grown a nice little bit, and it's quite quite scraggly. And Good sick. for him. Good for him. <laughs> we love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It... it yeah, the food, the water, everything just is, like, crumbled like ash. 
And so, yeah. So with that, um, with that exhaustion, just note that means you have disadvantage on all ability checks. Yeah, I've been at level one before. Yes, that's true. Make sure that you knew that and make sure that anybody else watching, because we're streaming right now, uh, knows that. Uh, You actually, the hair, your hair itself, the red has kind of grown a while. And there's now, like, a lot of it is still blonde. It's more blonde than red now. And... um, but even though it is blonde, it's not back to your usual curl. It's very dirty and just, it's kind of gross. It's just, yeah. you've been in here a while, basically. You showered in six months, apparently. As far as you know, you don't as even far know as how. I know. Okay. So, um, it's about this time. You and Smiler have grown closer. Smiler is still there. If you wish. If you, oh, yeah. If you, yeah. Oh, I do. <laughs> He's a cool guy. Um, you eventually have grown used to and appreciate the days where he makes his uh, hallucinatory terrain kind of help work on shaping it a little bit. So now it's increased to both of you. Um, one of the figures during this time was taken away in the night you actually do not recall but you just woke up and realized that he was no longer there that was not jerry that was the other one um jerry is still there and you know jerry's gotten really annoying he tends to he will just sit there and sulk and he'll do the thing where he and then if you don't pay attention he kind of whined louder just is general is just really whiny and wants everyone to know what he's upset about but if you ask him what he's upset about he says that he's not upset about anything in like his jarbled infernal it's it's not a good situation but you and smiler have gotten better close (laughs) yeah you're thick as thieves but not not really because um but um Something peculiar that you've noticed and that Smiler has talked to you about is that eventually everyone tends to get kind of corrupted to the dark side. And during the first couple of weeks, Smiler would talk and discuss about how he was excited for you to finally join kind of that point of view. Because it would be so much more fun if you did. But you notice you've Maintain, for the most part, your same ideals. And Smiler jokes with you about it a little, but also seems secretly a little bummed about that fact. But it's this particular day where you're waiting around for food, which you know usually comes around the same time. But instead, you hear it slides open the normal food slot, but instead of food, you see a small bundle of fabric slide through. And you hear a gruff uh, voice here. You've been summoned to meet with the Archduchess. Put these on. And are given that, the slot slides closed. Smiler kind of looks at you and goes, 
Well, Golden Boy. Sounds like you've been summoned. Have you ever been summoned? <laughs> no. Cool. All right, man. Touch the shoulder. All right. Uh, you put it on. It is much nicer than the stuff you've been wearing. Um, I don't know if this could be like a personal thing. I don't know if you personally have decided that you've been trying to eat your shirt a little bit, but this tunic itself is much nicer than what you've been, been wearing. There's so maroon slacks, but the slacks are, they're soft and comfortable and they go all the way down to meet where your ankles are at. Um, they're, they're very clean and you have a, a fitted maroon top that is long sleeves, but very breathable material. And there's a black tunic with thick golden trim that wraps around the shoulders and kind of crosses in the front and is tied with a gold cord around the middle. Still no shoes. Um, and still no kind of accessories beyond that, but just very simple. But you look clean and put together were it not for your appearance. Oh, something that you noticed, by the way, um, or something that you kind of inquired about. The scar, or supposed scar, from the back, from your chains, there is not one. Okay. There, There isn't one, and there isn't one in the front of your chest, either. There's no scars, yeah. except for the scar on your face. Normal. You're actually, yeah, I was about to ask yeah. about that. Surprisingly clear, with the exception of that one, the scar around your face. So you are, when you're done, you kind of go over and knock three times on the ground. You've learned from your mistake. Knock three times on the ground near it. And the guards come in and kind of pull you out with some force. And you kind of stumble as you feel a blindfold be placed around you and the there is clacking as the shackles from underneath your from around your ankles are taken out and tossed and you hear ching cha ching cha ching as they're tossed back into the room. But your wrists remain. Okay. Um can you make an intelligence check for me, please? As you are being escorted Throughout the hallways. Oh, wait, is this a disadvantage? Mm-hmm. Cool. Ooh. Because you're hungry and starving and not well cared for. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, that's going to be ten. Okay. You... What's nice is... Now, even in your kind of grogginess and you're stumbling around, you don't necessarily know, you don't, you aren't able to track where you're being taken, but you get the feeling, you kind of pass through some place and pass, you realize that they're leading you around purposely trying to confuse you, kind of bringing you up, bringing you around, bringing you back down, kind of leading you in a discombobulating way so that if you were to try to escape, uh, you wouldn't really know where you were in terms of the, the flying fortress. But eventually, you are taken up to... Um, you're stopped, and the blindfold is taken off of you. 
and in front of you are a large set of double black doors with red runes emblazoned along the sides. And they aren't glowing so much as the runes in your cell were, um, but they almost appear to be made out of moving magma as they slowly begin to shift in and out. This language, by the way, as you have uh, talked to Smiler and kind of gotten to know, is infernal. And while you speak infernal and you cannot understand infernal, you you come to be able to recognize the fact that it is infernal. So, um, can you make a perception check for me, please? Mm -hmm. Ooh, perception. Oh, dang, it's it's a disadvantage. Yeah. Oh, dang it. (laughs) Oh, that's fair. Okay. Yeah, that's all you see. Um... So the door slowly opens at first with a... (laughs) With a heavy crash that shows you just... And as you watch, they open out towards you. Just how thick these doors are as they open and come grinding to a halt. Reveals inside a large banquet hall of sorts. Uh, But there's only a singular... Onyx table taking up most of the room, about five feet in width and 60 feet or more in length as it just stretches on. It's the room itself almost seems to be kind of an optical illusion as it, as you watch, it almost seems to grow and just continue growing and kind of expansive. It's very jarring to look at. Uh, on the table in front of you, though, you're, it's not really much as the optical illusion is taking up your attention, as on the table is a huge buffet of sizzling meats. There's turkey, there's different kinds of meats. There's a whole like pig with an apple in its mouth. There's roasted vegetables, there's potatoes, there seems to be different fruits of different kind. There is a small fountain in the middle that is a large pitcher that is pouring wine that is cascading down and seems to magically just be consistently cascading down. Um, And what's interesting is there are a bunch of chairs set up, but there are only two places set. And one is at the far corner, far in the back at the head of the table where a figure sits. And the other is right in front of you. One of the guards kind of pushes you in and you kind of stumble forward, um, catching yourself with your uh, arms, your forearms on the ground as you hear the doors behind you. And you now realize that you and this figure are the only people in this room. And you hear um, the figure seated at the far end of the table, just able to audibly make it up. You hear, come, Augustus, sit by me and rest your tired soul. Can I see, like, can I visually, like, make her out? Do I recognize her as the woman who, you know? Um, so you do not, you do not recognize her. Okay. Uh, 
Yeah, even with that that epilogue and stuff, you weren't able to make out um, what the person was. But you see a woman, or at least she's, yeah, a a woman um, with just dark black robes with kind of like red peeking out from the sides, completely bald head and pale to the point of white with large kind of pointed ears and piercing red eyes that seem to almost glow with kind of dark black makeup or maybe makeup with what appears to be teardrops from the middle kind of pouring down and stopping about midway in black Uh, nose and what appears to be kind of like black lips with a talon and a large kind of circle of fire that just sits above almost like a halo effect of fire that just sits around and she looks patiently kind of picks up her goblet and raises it and says come Augustus sit by me and rest your tired soul Fine. Sure. And he kind of walks closer okay. to her. As you walk, the um, there is it's set up very nice. It's got like a there's three different kinds of forks, uh, a plate, and then a knife, and then two different kinds of spoons and a goblet that are all made of gold that seem to shift around the table and move with you as you go. And she. She waits there. She doesn't make eye contact. She doesn't watch as you approach. But eventually, do you approach and sit down? Yeah. All right. You sit down and kind of you screech the chair out to open, and it slides and kind of makes that little across the dark kind of obsidian floor as this black chair comes to rest, and you sit down. And it's suddenly pushed in behind you. And she takes a nearby pitcher and she goes, You must be so thirsty. Pours the water and hands it to you. Not not hands it to you necessarily. She sets it back down at the place. She wouldn't she wouldn't hand something to you. She goes. My dear, I didn't poison it. If I wanted you dead, it would have killed you long ago. You're Zeriel? Yes, I am. And you're Augustus. Mm hmm. Please. Would you like me to drink first? takes it and drinks takes a sip surprisingly unlike the re- the water that you've been drinking for who knows how long it is crystal clear and it hits your tongue and immediately you realize how thirsty you are and you mean to just take a sip but you end up downing the whole thing and kind of place it down and kind of it's crystal clear and it's cold and it just 
moves, you can feel it kind of move through your entire body. And she kind of chuckles darkly and just, <laughs> and fills up another glass. She goes, no one will touch you here, dear. Please drink as much water as you like. She just takes a, her goblet, which is a, it's a large kind of crystallized glass of dark black and you can't see what's inside but as she kind of drinks there's like a little bit of a, a reddish liquid that she kind of takes and drinks can I ask you a few questions of course dear. most importantly why am I here Yes, of course. I'm not one for the politics of this world, but it does pain me to see a warrior wither away without the heat of a luxurious battle. I'm certain I would be pained in your position. I want to help you with that. First, you must help me. Think you can do that? And she's going to reach out her hand and kind of brush a little bit of your hair that's fallen out and just brush it gingerly behind. And you see she has very, very sharp, almost talon-like claws as she does that, but she doesn't hurt you. Just gingerly tucks it behind your ear. I was told most people are down here because they have a contract. You see, under normal contractual circumstances, when a mortal strikes a deal with me, I take their soul and they join my legion. Normally that would be enough. Mortals don't tend to last very long at the prime material plane, particularly not those of my caliber seeking the honor of battle. However, your father's contract was much more involved, what with the manipulation of power and complete overturn of the power balance. I would have, under regular circumstances, have never acquiesced to such a request. But there was something in his heart, something so devilishly fiendish and filled with an unquestionable thirst for battle. Well... Let's just say he struck me as interesting. Kind of takes her finger and runs it around the glass. So I agreed. But with exception, I required collateral. That would be you. We made an agreement that you would make your way to me in battle. But it seemed as though someone or something had grown rather fond of you, protecting you. Even now, your soul should have been corrupted long ago by this place, yet here you stand, still untainted. You survived. My contract required your soul. And then there was the dastardly business of the barrier of the inner plains. Finding that little loophole, that little crack, was not an easy feat, let me tell you. But just our luck, I had a few favours to cash in. 
and a few lowly officers were able to grab you and bring you to my vault. I'm not his to give. Yes, well, therein lies the problem. For you see, I've never specified the collateral. I did not make the contract myself. I expected my underlings to have the intelligence to take care of that. What I'm saying is that this collateral was not of my accord. But I think we'll be able to help each other with this unfortunate circumstance that has arisen, as unfortunate as it is. A warrior of your caliber, your potential. I see you love the battle as much as I, although I'm sure for different purposes, but still a unique and same idea. You and I are very similar. For you and I, protectors. You don't join the battle for glory, for power, as much of these mortals do. You do it for the love of others, to protect those you call dear. That is something very rare, very admired in a warrior. What do you want? Because I am... I won't give my soul. I would never... Well... I'm not asking for your soul. And she kind of takes a second, kind of stares at you a little bit more, and finally breaks eye contact, actually looking down, and kind of drinks. Again, as I said, I, I'm a warrior, not a politician, but on to business, Augustus. Uh, there's something about you. I enjoy you. Remind me of an old officer in my ranks, and I think you could be of service to me, and I to you. You love others. You love to protect people, right? Well, what better way to protect people of this realm, my people? Ah, people, then in the glory of battle, I can give you power, freedom, and the valor of battle. If only you join me in my acquiesce. I can give you wealth, the power to do the good you so desperately crave, and greater wonders than these. I would hate to see you waste away in that cell until you eventually break and waste away to nothing. Leaving this world and your own world unprotected by you. I'm simply trying to help you. I won't even require a soul contract. I did have the promise of your father's, which is an incredibly generous offer. One, I can assure you, you will not find anywhere else in the Nine Hells. 
You are collateral, but I'd hate to see you waste away like a silly trinket locked away in a vault. You are special. You deserve to be the protector you dream to be. It's a no-brainer, Augustus. What do you say? What do you need? A companion. Someone to help with the protection. Have you heard of Tiamat? Have I? Rico! <laughs> <laughs> She sees the blank expression in your face. Tiamat is a god. Uh, the more colorful dragons, the ones inclined towards destruction, not the goody two shoes that worship Bahamut. Tiamat, if not kept in check, would seek to take control. If Tiamat were to, this entire region would go into ruin. Not to mention Asmodeus, the ruler of all the Nine Hells, seeks unquestionable rule and control. I simply am here in an attempt to protect this realm, to keep it from being destroyed. All I would ask to help aid me in this. The other option is simply staying in that cell, away from everything, away from everyone. You don't deserve that. No one deserves that. I understand not being of use. And I wouldn't wish it on anyone. Sure. You know, I uh, already worship a god. Yes. I've had another in my ranks, and I'm not asking for worship. I'm asking for companionship. Nothing of, nothing of the mortal sort, I assure you. <laughs> I recognize I may be evil, but I'm not a monster. That was a joke. You can smile at that. Okay. Companionship? In what way? Sit at my side. Help me uh, when I require it. I won't ask you to kill anyone unless you wish to. 
run errands. It's not particularly glamorous, but occasion. Be my eyes and ears if you hear of those planning to help Tiamat or Baal or Asmodeus or any of the sort. Sort of an intern, if you will. That's it. Just eyes and ears. As I said, Augustus, I admire you. I admire your heart. I won't ask for your soul unless you ask for something else. Now, if you're interested in a soul contract, I'm always able to help, but this is not those times. I figured as much. So, the companionship, and she holds out her hand. Do I have time to think, or just a one-time deal? Well, I'd like to get started. We'll remain here until you decide. She goes back and drinks her drinks of her wine glass. Okay, um, Augie, he is going to try and contact Helm. Oh. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, he's gonna try to just reach out to him. Okay. How so? Like. Just a prayer or like divine into do you get divine intervention? I think that might just be a cleric thing. I think that's a cleric thing. I don't get that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just advice, you know. Just okay, no, um, I'm gonna have you just just you can start praying, you can do what you want, and I'll take what you roll. Hey, um home. I need to ask you something, buddy. Please. Okay. Um. What do you? What are you asking? You don't. You don't hear a, a response. Yeah, it's fine. Um. Do you think I should do this? Um, okay, wait, I'll, I'll ask a few other questions. Um, yeah. I was like, is it, is it, um, is it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, would, would I be going against my oath? If I shook her hand. Just those two. Interesting. Okay. 
And wait, are you using a spell or anything? Or you're just praying? I'm just praying. I don't have a spell to talk to him. Okay. Okay. For the f- first time, you you don't hear anything. You don't feel anything. You realize you're alone in your thoughts. This is a decision that is up to you. But that doesn't have to be that doesn't have to be something that's inherently wrong or bad. You realize in this moment that just because you have a God and you worship a God, there are decisions that can live outside of that. This basically, as a DM, I'm telling you, this is a decision you can make on your own. I will also say, if it helps, you have disadvantage on wisdom saving throws and or, uh, on any ability checks. Like, you are starving, you are hungry, and she is offering you a lifeboat. In terms of mechanics, yeah. if that your decision at all I'm not influencing your decision one way or the other this is completely something that Augie has to decide on his own yeah he opens his eyes and he sighs and without saying a word he looks up to her and holds out his hand okay she smiles and grasps it. And we're going to take a break. Going to take a quick break. Wow. <laughs> okay. I oh. think just a five-minute break. That's interesting. That's really yeah. interesting. Okay. Oh, All right. So <laughs> Can't wait. Hang on. Let me get the... Interesting. Okay. Sounds good. So we're going to take a quick break. Uh I think like maybe just five minutes, just enough for us to stretch our legs, get some, (laughs) and get out of it. Yeah, get out of it. Get out of the, get the crying out. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. All right. We'll see you guys in five. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. And we're back. Hello, guys. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, it's just Miller and I today for doing a special one-on-one session. Had some interesting stuff happen in the first half. Had some great scene work. Good job, partner. Um, yeah, so uh, I think I might have mentioned this uh, before, or I might not have. We're doing a bit of a time jump. So, Augie, it is now two years since you made this deal. And you have been working steadfastly under Zariel. You've kind of begun to become a little well-known in these parts as kind of being, yeah, as she described it, kind of an unpaid intern, but with like a lot of really good employee benefits. 
So you've done various things. You've run errands, kind of delivered messages, kept your eyes and ears open. Um, haven't had to kill anyone. She's never she's never asked you to have to kill anyone. You can decide whether you have or not. Absolutely not. <laughs> Figured. Um, there have been battles. And you've come close. There's been a bit of fighting, but you usually go with someone else. And part of her stipulation, she knows that you don't like to deal the final blow. And while that might be a little bit frustrating for her, just a a warrior of her size, she understands. Um, And if that frustration has ever, like, kind of, she's kind of, there's never been any real punishment or anything for that in any sense of the word. Um, so it's as of this time that recently you are walking through the kind of down down regions of um, Avern- Avernus uh, out of her flying fortress as she has asked you to deliver a, a contract to sign to the shop from here to Avernus, which is part of the Wandering Emporium, which you have actually never been to, but you have heard and have been warned to take care to not spend more than you have. And you've been down here a while, two years, so you've gotten used to kind of the dealings of devils. It's like, it's kind of like, Little Augie from the from like the Midwest has gone to the big city and it's been two years. You kind of kind of know the the tough walk, the, the keep your eyes forward. You know, you got you got a little bit of uh, chip on your shoulder now. You know, like take no shit kind of thing. Um, but as you approach the Wandering Emporium, which is a, a huge kind of almost circus like tent. A billowing red and purple, a huge kind of bizarre marketplace meets circus. You kind of go up to it just past the entrance. You see there is almost like a U shape of these huge looking metallic kind of um, motorcycles almost that you re- recognize as. Um, one second, let me get to my notes. Oh, no, oh, no, I know I had it up, I had it up, I had it up! Um, <laughs> infernal war machines. So uh, you know that the Emporium itself has this, and it's there's a collection of brightly like colored tents that are kind of all pushed together around this large, encompassing circle one. And it's almost like an oasis of sorts. They, they even have a little bit of green grass magically growing around the outside of this and yeah the the war machines make kind of like a horseshoe around the front and there's you hear like little soft music and just inviting smells kind of wafting from the front as a gentle breeze pushes from the tent flaps kind of blowing your hair back majestically if you'd like to describe your new appearance Yes. Years okay. Later. So, um, Augie, uh, no longer has the long hair. He has, um, cut it. He now has an undercut. So it's, you know, short on the side and at the top, it's like this poof of curly fluff. 
Um, you know, he looks older. He looks his his jaw kind of went in a bit more. It's more it's more sharp. His shoulders kind of got a bit bigger. Um, he he still he still wears the the maroon getup that uh, Kate explained before that he had on, but now I he has don't his female. I think I described it. Did oh, you? Oh, oh well, yes, the under stuff. Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, the under stuff. The under stuff. Um, but now on top there's a black uh, jerkin that is um, detail. Uh, it, it's like small gold details going up this way and around. Um, <laughs> uh, and also there's, on, you know, on the edge of like his, uh, of the arm, there's the gold details and on the bottom. Um, it, it, it's, it's very much like his old one, except now black. Um, uh, his chain mail's now also black as well. Uh, and um, he, his shield uh, still has the um, symbol of Helm on it, but uh, instead of the normal blue and gold and white that was on it, it's now um, a solid, hmm, let's give it like a solid black with the Helm symbol in uh, a nice maroon. Uh, and it has that, a, a little bit of magma that we've seen through um, all over the uh, the uh, all over the buildings, the magma is in the helm symbol as well, uh, and I'm sure I'll come up with more details for the shield as I think about it. But that is what I have so far. No worries. And I just want to say, uh, during the break, we kind of talked briefly. We got we gave you uh, Augie a few little more toys with uh, the position that he's now in, uh, kind of just telling you that um, the plate armor is shifted so i just want to because i just want to make it clear none of this has been planned together i mean i planned it obviously but um yeah <laughs> just just to note um that that's really all you missed is we were just like saying like yeah. by the way come up with you're gonna we're gonna age up two years so would augie have gotten armor armor or just the same chain mails before oh i thought you had plate armor do you not? No. I, 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 do I have plate armor? I'm pretty sure it's just chain mail. Oh. Yeah. Well, it would be mail. plate. Oh, then it would be plate armor. Okay. If you so wish. Yes. Yes. I would like him to finally have armor. <laughs> okay. You're still going to have disadvantage on stealth checks. I'm telling you that right now. That is totally fine. A chain mail okay. that to me anyway. So then go ahead and get right rid of the, the chain mail and add the plate armor. Plate heavy, plate heavy armor right here. Okay. Yeah. Make sure it's not it's not like plus one or anything. It's just your normal armor. Yeah. Cool. Does that update your armor class at all or anything? Um. Good question. Yeah, it's twenty. Oh. Nice. Oh. Machine. Tank. <laughs> yeah. Very heavy, very heavy tank. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, no, good. Let me just let me just double check. Plate armor. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Okay. So yeah, you've got now nice good old plate armor that's just covered. Um, yeah. 
I thought you had plate armor all along. Oh man. Oh, no, chain mail, dude. <laughs> Bro. Yeah, so uh, it gets very hot very easily in this plate armor. So you find when you're doing these errands and things, you're very eager to kind of get them over with, get them done so that you can go back to your current abode and just strip that all off and not be wearing that for the day. Because um, yeah. it gets quite, quite warm, quite warm down here. I'm sure. <laughs> if you went down to the lower uh, layers of hell, I'm sure it would be different. But nevertheless, we shall continue on. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you go over to the Wandering Emporium, this kind of uh, tent setup. And yeah, you've never been here before, but you see what appears to be a smiling human man. With uh, very tan, dark skin and a beard with a mustache-beard combo with some stripes of uh, white and black. Uh, He has a bandana, kind of purple with yellow stripes that's holding his hair back and very kind eyes, very smiling wide. He's wearing a kind of navy shirt and a large brown thing with a dagger sticking right out very prominent and a light blue shawl with some very interesting kind of colored loose pants one of which matches the bandana with kind of a purple and yellow stripe going one way and then the other side is almost like a a peacock pattern of purple with yellow kind of feathers and the little eye it's it's very pompous and ridiculous as he says, Ah, oh, a new customer. Welcome, welcome to the Wandered Emporium. My name's Mahadi. How can I help you today? Uh, Ma- Do I know the name of the person I need to give the contract to? Uh, um, you, all you've been told is that you need to go to... You need to go to from here to Avernus, and the shopkeeper's owner is Fetala. F H E T dash or like little um, the thing. The yeah. thing. H A H L A. I cannot spell out loud. F H E T little thing. Um, a A H L A, like okay, okay, cool, great, yes. But this is uh Mahadi M A H A D I, and you know that he is the owner of the Wandered Emporium, the Wandering Emporium. Mr. 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 Like what? Like what is the movie called? Mr. Nagor Wandering Emporium, the, the oh. you know what I'm talking about? Yes, 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 I do. Uh, bit okay. different, bit different than that. That's very, very much lighthearted, and this is a bit. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't think. Um, okay. Um, um, sorry, uh, I'm not a customer. I'm looking for a uh, Fatala. Oh, 
Of course, of course. Come in, but first. That plate armor looks so heavy and uncomfortable. You must come in. You must. Please, please, I invite you to come to the Infernal Rapture first. Get a nice warm meal in your belly. We have some wonderful meals. We also have a free spa service. We have service to anything you need. You look as though you're not quite from necessarily around here. Are you from another plane? We have means to access your favorite meal. Tell me anything I'm you... okay. All right. I'm more than happy to help you find Fatala. Um, they're around, but first, are you sure I can't interest you in any delightful dining and spa services? We have four Michelin stars. I'm sure. Okay. So, Fatala, that's quite the, the, the common name. Is there any particular... Location, any sort of... I was just told that he, that Fatala would be here. Ah. Oh. And is it really a common name? <laughs> Roll an inside check. <laughs> with disadvantage, actually. Okay, yeah. Inside fine. check with disadvantage. Okay. Um, oh, wait, 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 no. No, you're good, actually. You don't have to do uh, disadvantage because, oh, yeah. Dope. You're fine. Uh, okay, it's going to be 15. 15? Um, it's, it's not super common. Like, it's not like Sam or Ben or something. But, like, it's, it's enough that on little keychains you would be able to find it in... <laughs> but it's not like a it's not like a sarah okay that's i get that it's like a, a cameron okay okay yeah i, I yeah <laughs> i'm uh, not interested thank you All can right. you tell me please where to find him Oh, yes, I think I know. Uh, yes, here. Are you looking for the the messenger tent? Am I looking for the yes, yes, messenger tent? Okay, cool. Is from here to Avernus. Okay. That's so. The uh, okay. Uh, yes, I am. Ah, wonderful. Right this way i'll have one of the many workers here escort you personally and if there's again anything i can do to help please let me know and please after you finish your errand come by the infernal rapture of course wonderful and you know you know he's full of shit but at the same time yeah <laughs> something so charismatic about him like even though he's full of shit like and you've kind of gotten used to being able to see through that he's so gracious and just absolutely genuine in his way of interacting with you like even when you're kind of shutting him down he's still just gracious and open but you watch as um ironically a, a large 
suit of armor just approaches and just he goes yes can you please escort him this uh fine gentleman here to uh from here to Avernus, please thank you so much and the armor kind of just begins walking and he goes have a have a wonderful time in the wandering emporium you too all right so you follow and you pass a number of different kind of small booths and stuff of different colors there appears to be a large kind of um the, the largest one as you watch is kind of in the back and takes up most of the tent which is this large purple tent with like flaps and that's where you hear the music and the good smells and things coming from as you walk by there is a red tent that's less of a tent and it appears to be made of almost iron as you hear that's a really bad way to describe it. But basically you hear uh, the sound of like, blacksmith. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was me trying and failing to do like this. No, I got it. <laughs> that couldn't have been that bad. Hey, there we go. Um, you walk past one, actually, where as everything else is filled with light and color, you walk past this one tent that is very small and black just like a pure black tent like you can't even really tell like it looks as though it's almost made from shadow itself and there is a dark green coming from it and as you walk past like the smell kind of hits and it's this like sulfuric like awful one of the worst things you've ever smelled in your life like it smells so bad and then you walk one more that is a, a large orange tent and kind of hear some cheers and things coming from that side. Um, and kind of peeking in, you see what appears to be almost like white picket fence on the inside and it has some kind of strange, almost like small, tiny worm-like things kind of just moving around. You don't see much. It's just like a little glimpse and it's, it's like a small, almost like light purple worm. And just, it's just, a, it's just like a little like, huh. Uh, but eventually you are taken to a nice, it's a simple kind of, in comparison to everything else in here, it's a, a simple white tent. And it's, it's crystal clean. It's pure white tent. And, um... On the top, it says, from here to Avernus, and there's a little arrow in the, uh, the E, so it looks like, like, uh, mm -hmm. the, the mm -hmm. bed elf logo, but not yes. quite, because, <laughs> yeah, it mm -hmm. looks like a little, a little strange. Um, and the plate of armor stops for a second kind of swivels around to you and just kind of bows from the midsection and then wanders off. Okay. Uh, I'll go in. Okay. Walking inside, you see, again, very simple furnishings. There is a simple white 
space uh, table kind of counter. Counter. The name is counter. (laughs) That is pretty close to the front. It's a small place for customers. There's an imp in front of you kind of holding a large package and kind of flying at the side. Behind there is a large number of packages and small kind of portals that are behind and a door that is fixed strangely enough, and goes into a back flap flap of the tent and kind of disappears beyond. In front, there is an Amnizu, uh, which is that, it's that creature that was next, it was the two creatures that were next to you in the cell, oh, so many years ago. Um, that <laughs> large kind of like bald green huge elongated head it's kind of blobby it's got at least like 12 double chins going down uh with large white robes that match kind of the thing and it's got a small he's got a small cap on um (laughs) that has the logo of from here to Averness on and large white flowing robes that don't look quite as well kept as the rest. There's a couple like there's sweat stains under the with the pits mm. and like a little bit of like like grease stains like around the neck area. It's uh. it's not a good look. He looks crazy as hell. Oh, um, Poor dude. <laughs> so um, the imp in front of you is, is finishing a transaction and you see as the imp has a couple gold coin uh, or not gold coins, soul coins, which you are aware of. You have uh, some yourself and passes forward five and you hear Fetala say, thank you for your service and kind of like and your patronage and tosses it back into one of those portals and disappears into the back and the imp kind of and goes and flies past you, kind of out of there, kind of nodding to you as it goes out again. And he goes, what's up? Uh, I'm just curious. Would I know if um, those portals, if they're just in, can only go through hell or if they can pass planes? Make an arcana check. Mm. Eleven. Okay. You get the sense that these are those flavored um, little tubes at like banks and things like that. They go, they, they go, okay. um, that I did to just make it look cooler than just like tubes into the back. But you do know that there are portals that go places such as like that you get the, you know, that this particular, um, place is very good at traveling across the plains the outer plains it's lower fee because in recent years the inner plains have been very very difficult to get into but Mm -hmm. uh, have found a portal and such that way somehow so uh inner plane is a bit difficult but you have been you know that yours is to go to the inner planets to go. It's a, a contract that needs to be delivered to someone on uh, in the shadow spell, actually. Okay. And so Fetala goes, hi, ah, yes, and for you, my armored friend. 
Oh, um, I need this delivered to uh, someone in a Shadowfell. Oh, Shadowfell is in our plane, yes. So, well, is it just the single parchment? Is there any sort of parcel or anything of note? No. All right. No. That's fine. Let's see. And he kind of takes a little thing and dings up and makes little digital noises and a little piece of paper comes out and he goes, that would come out to two soul coins. All right. I will give them two of my five. five ten? How many do you You have ten? ten. You have ten. Okay, so I'll give them two. Which, by the way, these soul coins are very expensive. <laughs> Just to know. So yeah, this is like... they're like ten gold piece. They're a hundred gold piece. He, they're a hundred... You actually, um, if you want, this is also the location that you know that you can exchange gold coins for soul coins or vice versa, if you okay. wish. Kind of like the, yeah, he's the uh, exchange. He's good for... Gotcha. I'll probably wait just in case I need them. Okay. Uh, and he goes, ah, yes, thank you very much. And he, without even looking, he tosses it back and he goes, is there anything else I can help you with today? No, uh, thank you for your help. Of course. Have a great day. You as well. Okay, and you just go out. Um, right, make a uh, dexterity saving throw for me, please. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, uh, eight. Okay, so you don't manage to get out of the way in time as you feel like and you see something fly directly into your head and fall flat on the ground it doesn't hurt it's nothing it's just kind of startling yeah and, jarring. You down, and what you see is almost like a small paper bird that is folded up like a small origami paper bird that has been folded up and is now kind of fluttering softly at the base of your feet Oh, I'll pick it up and read it. <laughs> Guessing it's a letter. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you take the time to unfold it. And you actually see something that is written in Celestial. Which you speak. If Am I correct? Okay. Yeah. So you read in Celestial. It says, meet me in the infernal rapture, private bath sea. Say you are a friend of Tiller. Come alone. And it is unsigned. Wait. Okay, so meet me in the Infernal Rapture. Um, Private bath C. Private what? Private bath. Like a bath. Ah. Say you are a friend of Tiller. Come alone. Tiller spelled T-I-L-L-E-R. Hey. Hey. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't even connect that. That's fair. That's great. <laughs> okay. Um, I need an intelligence cool. check. I'm just curious. Okay. Uh, intelligence, intelligence. He's he's. It's eleven. And I'm here. Can you go? I'm I'm here. I just gotta grab some. Oh no! You can explain. I'm here. You're fine. Um. No, I don't think I will. Okay. 
<laughs> I was just curious if you would connect something, but I don't believe so. And that's fine. Is, is it do I recognize the handwriting? No. Okay. Do I know celestial is common for people to speak down here? Or if it's mainly infernal and common? It's very rare. It's celestial. Okay. The nine hells, like, like, celestial and infernal are basically the exact opposite. It's like, celestial yeah. <laughs> spoken in heaven, and this is spoken in hell. Like, it's like that kind of, like, Mount Celestia versus okay. gods and also, devils. It's, it's the exact I, opposite, and it's, like, weird. Okay. I've also fully used up all my notes, so I have to grab post-it notes. <laughs> oh, so exciting. Congratulations. Thank Glad you. Thank you. First time that's happened. Okay. Yeah. So you receive this, and it's written in Celestial. Do I know anyone that speaks Celestial down here, or am I really the only one that I know of? Down here? Um, let me check something. Let me... That's an interesting... One second. I am curious, and I'm going to look something up, because I think... Okay. Okay, yeah. So, Zariel, you know, speaks all languages. Okay. Beyond that, there is no one... But you also would be able to recognize her handwriting, as you have been on the receiving end of many errands to deliver documents of hers and things of that nature. And you don't recognize that handwriting. Okay. Um, okay. That's okay. Uh, and the infernal, I'm guessing that, what, what is it called? Uh, the infernal rapture, is that, do I, do, where, do I know where that is? Um, the infernal rapture is the tent that Mahadi was trying to get you to... Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, and gotcha, it's, gotcha. The, it's the large purple tent that takes up the majority of this place. All right. Um, so I cautiously, I'm going to see if anyone's looking at me while I head okay, that way. <laughs> um, um, that's, that's a four, but my passive is 12. Okay. So you make your way to the Infernal Rapture. You're being really quiet. Your your plate armor makes you so quiet. No one seems oh, to. Oh, yeah. Okay, I I'm will sure. say with Assumption 12, <laughs> you know that you tend to draw attention because there are not a lot of humans down here. And it has been, it's very rare that you have managed to maintain your human facade. Usually people tend to their souls tend to kind of warp into more tiefling-like features or devil-like features, demon-like features, fiendish. You have managed to maintain all semblances. I mean, you cut your hair and stuff, but you are still very much Augie. You've okay. grown older, but you're still human. So it's a little strange. And people also recognize that you basically, like, Zariel is the president and you're like you're like the pre the kid of the president like it's like whoa when did Malia Obama get here what the heck 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> in terms of like renown in this region, so it's just kind of like, oh, okay. Cool. A <laughs> little bit more secretive than Malia Obama, but you know, that kind yeah. of. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. Okay. So you make your way to the Infernal Rapture, and outside of the gate, actually, Mahadi is standing there. And he goes, oh, so you decided to come after all. We're so welcome to have you. Please come in, come in. All are welcome. Thank you. Can stay as uh, well. Thank you. Uh, I was actually looking for uh, the private bath seat. Uh, I'm, I'm a friend of Tiller. Oh, yes, we did have that patron come in. Yes, allow me to escort you myself. Such a wonderful, distinguished guest as you. Oh, we'd be more than happy to welcome you in. So he opens the flap and you're kind of greeted with a burst of kind of sweet-smelling rose-like steam. And as you enter, it's... It's warmer in here, but not an unpleasant kind of warm because there's also a gentle breeze. It's almost like you have a perfect temperature. And the plain armor you're wearing seems to get a little bit lighter. Just a little bit. Not enough to be, like, floating, but just... It feels as though you're walking on a cloud as you enter. And he kind of is using these grand gestures and showing you around. And you look, and everywhere is it's kind of covered in these large mixtures and like checkerboard marble floor of obsidian and marble and there are pillars and archways of this strange black and white mix that extends everywhere and out far as you walk past and you are led through this pristine uh location there are a number of patrons Mostly all devilish that are sitting in large baths with servants surrounding them. Many are holding plates, some with fruit, some with different kinds of things. Some of them are performing bath services like, you know, pedicure, things of that nature, uh, like skincare, foot treatment. You know, you've got the pit fiend sitting out there with foot up, like being like there's massage. It is luxurious. This is gluttonous. It's, it's enjoyment almost to excess. And it's just absolutely wonderful. And you're kind of vaguely, you just vaguely hear Mahadi discussing the dinner menu, the dining menu, anything that you might desire. Um, and he says, and you mentioned, he says, uh, and Light, light spa treatment and spa services are included with the dining. It shows only one soul coin for the entirety of your meal. If you're looking for something from another plane, we can get it to you from here. Five coins for anything from the outer plane. Ten soul coins for anything from the inner planes. And of course, if you're looking for specialty services, if you're looking for scar treatments, I noticed something of that. Or if you're looking for more healing medicinal remedies those will cost at an additional soul coin per 
service rendered. If you, for instance, are missing uh, an arm or a leg or so, we'd be more than happy to replace that for just one extra soul coin. And let's be real, it's a place to relax and enjoy yourself. So feel free to, as he's kind of leading you through the private baths. Um, eventually... Um, actually, it's fun, like, you know, like, as you keep walking, like, there's, like, a pit fiend in the corner that's got, like, the cucumbers <laughs> on the eye. Like, it. it's, it's, it's super fun. <laughs> it's the bathhouse in Spirited Away, but, like, meets, oh. meets, like, squirrel nut zippers hell is the best way I can describe it. What a combo. I don't know if you know what that is, but, like. <laughs> I just, a- I just imagine Spirited Away as like just darker and more hellish with demons and yeah yeah it's (laughs) comical seeing these these fiendish creatures just absolutely just relaxing just in this it's it's kind of comical you see one um that's you see like a like a salamander that's got like a little like the hair wrap up on top and things like that so, um, finally, he leads you over and he goes, and our private bath, which has, uh, uh, your friend here has already paid for your service, so you're more than welcome to it. As he opens, there's a, another gust of wind. This one smells of honey and nectar. As um, he leads you over to a large bath, and there is a, strangely, uh, a very must like, kind of perfectly toned, and a uh, lightly tanned man that appears to be a uh, human man in peak condition with golden sandy hair just styled to look perfectly windswept and he isn't wearing a shirt but uh, he's wearing aviator sunglasses and he doesn't seem to be paying any attention to you but when he sees you he instantly darts up out of the water and rushes over barely new into a big hug and he says, Kate, <laughs> these are the only sunglasses I have near me. So, it's totally mine. <laughs> and he says, Hey, Aki, I've been waiting for you so long. Come, come, come in. Aki is gonna give him the biggest bear hug, and he's <gasps> not gonna let okay. go for like a okay. good two minutes. Okay, okay, bring it in, buddy. It's okay. He kind of pats you on the back you notice actually um i'm not gonna wear these for this because these are yes. impossible to see through i can like no um yeah you're fine he is um wearing he looks he looks like a surfer he looks like a surfer dude from cali, cali. um like looks like he goes to like venice beach every weekend and like that's all he does uh he's wearing surfer trunks like swim trunks that uh are white with little gold versions of his symbol on them oh by the way my God. you know you recognize as helm in a mortal form and as you're squeezing him he kind of <laughs> he looks a little bit taken aback but isn't thrown off by the strength at all like he's just kind of patting you like this dude's ripped and also, yeah <laughs> like he's he's not paying you it, it any mind and just like holds you and he's like i've been trying to help you and well I'm, yeah uh it's 
easy to actually get involved kind of more in the outer planes. The inner planes are sort of on lockdown. I really can't stay here too long, but I wanted to just see how you are. I haven't been able to contact you. You doing okay, man? It's great. I'm doing this makes it so much better. <laughs> you're good. You're good. Well, as well as someone in my position could be. And I'm good. I've been trying to watch you, keep keep my eye on you, but it's it's hard. There's there's a lot there's a lot going on, but yeah. Um, what happened to you? when I communicate with you those years ago way back when I was still on my normal plane there's it was a, like you were blocked yeah man there's a there's a barrier that's up it's like you try to get in it's like whoa can't get in you know and I tried and I was like yo let me in they were like no so you know, I, I tried to send some some good vibes, and like I hope that that was that was good. You know, sending vibes. But but hey, look, I don't have that long to talk, but I wanted to talk to you about Serial. Just wanted to talk. Uh, what do you know about her, man? Uh. You know, I know she's sort of in charge around here. Yeah. Deals with a lot of contracts. Um, what else do I know about her? I mean, it's been two years. Uh, <laughs> we have more information. A <laughs> uh, history check. Oh, okay. That's going to be good. Um, 21, two, 22. Okay. Um, I'm... He'll he'll say all this, but you pretty much know a lot of this. Um, he says, "Well, she, you you say you yeah you say that, and you know a little bit more." But uh, he says, "Well, she wasn't always the ruler of Avernus. Did you know? Did you know uh, she actually used to reside on Celestia as an angel?" But uh, even then, she was so, so impetuous and, and desperate to find glory days in the supposed Great War. And when she couldn't find that Great War, she joined the Blood War and fell into the snare of the Nine Hells and was defeated as an angel and then arose as the Archduchess of Avernus. Whoa! Mondo bummer for Celestia and stuff, but you know she was she was always desperate to get into battle. It was gonna happen sooner or later. Um, and this is the part that you don't know. And he kind of takes his things down to talk to you, and um, he says, "Now, Avernus has fallen to ruin from the Blood War." as is all a hell. It's kind of become a wasteland of the battlefields. She believes what she's doing is righteous. You know? She's, she's trying to protect the realm. 
but with her corruption and to, you know, that, that, that protection is more stifling and inhibiting. It's not allowing the healing process to grow, you know? It's, it's like having, like, a flower under the sweltering sun and providing shade from the rays by bringing it inside. Flower still needs the sun, you know? Even if it's scorching out. He kind of looks and he's like, this isn't working. Uh, it's like, like an overprotective mother she feels towards this realm, you know? And sometimes, gotta let the bird fly off to college. You know? Sometimes you need that stuff to grow. Humans and people, they overcome to grow. You feel? Yeah. So, did you want me to do something? And he... He actually takes the sunglasses off and he averts his gaze. He doesn't he uh, doesn't look you in the eye. He has um, kind of bright like he's not looking at you purposefully. Um, make an insight check actually with that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Inside eighteen. Okay. Uh, you know that as a god, even in things like forms of mortal forms and things like that, there is still a extreme power because he is a very powerful god. And you get the feeling, or since it's Helm, you get the vibe that um, his, if his eyes would probably cause some kind of radiant damage if he were to directly cast them at something or someone yeah. and he says I believe that Zariel can be brought back to the light there's this artifact uh, her sword which she fought with as an angel you know artifact of Celestia and all that that helps the wielder come back to the light but only if they're worthy now I know you and your friends are dealing with a lot right now, but if you have matters more pressing, totally get that. You know, sometimes to protect others, we gotta we gotta wear pros and cons. But when you get the chance, you're the only person that I know is worthy, and I think that you and your friends and stuff might be strong enough eventually to take up this mantle and attempt to help her find her way back. And he kind of puts his glasses back on and brings his eyes up. Would you be willing to do something like that? Uh, So you want me to make her an angel again? Maybe not even that, just, I mean, bro, like, she looks like Darth Vader without any of the stuff on. 
Like, that's got to be painful, you know? If we bring her back to the light, then maybe we can help save this place in general, you know? So... So, hell is in ruin, basically? Like, nothing's prospering? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, not at all. I mean, have you looked down here? I wouldn't know what else to think of it. That's fair. That's fair, my man. I mean, just like... Look, I don't... You don't have to commit to anything now. Don't worry about it, bro. Help is on the way. People are coming. Don't worry about it. But I just want you to think about it. Look. Who's coming? I, I gotta go. I gotta go pretty soon. Uh, I can't really reside here for long, but just just hang tight. I believe in you, all right? What, people are coming? He's gonna um, go up, and he's gonna gently... Kiss you on the forehead, ruffle your ruffle your hair. He's gonna say, "All right, bro. Remember, I believe in you. All right. Even if I can't answer, you're still my vibes. All right. Okay. Don't worry about. Have a meal on me. I already paid for it. Don't even worry about it, dude. All right. See ya. And he walks out the the front of. And Spears. I love him so much. <laughs> um, yeah, Argy is definitely going to have a meal in there. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's delicious. It's like um, it's not vegetarian. Nothing down here is. Um, <laughs> just a note. Um, it's like, but you've got this really good, it's almost, um, like a, a pate, I don't know, gourmet food, I know nothing about meat, but they do, um, it's delicious, you see, you get, like, this purple kind of appetizer sitting in this nice plum sauce that seems to have some weird orange, like, spirals sticking out of it, it's, the main, the main meal is, um, it's like this this beautiful, almost blue kind of like spread, and sitting in the middle is a large steak of some kind. Although you can't quite place what the meat is, but it's really good. It's it's delicious. Um, it's not human. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's and, good. And dessert. You get these large kind of these three silver mounds that are just sitting perfectly domed. And actually, as you cut into one, it almost seems to have like this, this eruption of like aroma that spills out and this light white liquid kind of pours out and it's served with coffee and tea. And uh, they kind of come up with like small wine pairings, if you so wish, like it's decadent. It is so good. And actually, um, it, it counts as a hero's feast spell, if you want. <laughs> Wait, what does the hero's feast do again? Um, so, oh gosh, let me, it's, I know you can't be frightened, you get a certain amount of temporary hit points, 
Let me double check Hero's Feast. I'll take that. Still. Where is it? I had it bookmarked and then I lost it because I closed it. <laughs> Why did I close my book? Okay. Um, yeah. So, so you're cured of all diseases and poison. Uh, you're immune to poison and being frightened. You get wisdom saving throws with an advantage. And you get 2d10 extra hit points. So I'll roll that. You get... Oh, I rolled really bad. Three extra hit points. Temporary hit points. Okay. That's fine. And... Um, yeah. How long did that last for? That lasts for 24 hours. Nice. Yes, I, be I believe. I think 24 hours of the next long rest. Enough to cover this one-on-one. -on -one. Okay, cool. Uh, Justin, um, no, I'll tell you that actually. But um, Mahadi comes up and says, anything else I can help with? Again, I noticed that you have... That scar, we'd be happy. Just one extra soul coin. This was already paid for. Why not let us help? Anything, really. You can get rid of the scar. Yeah, yes, well, actually, we can. Yes, just for one extra soul coin. One paltry soul coin. How much can that cost? I'm going to make you make a wisdom saving throw with disadvantage, actually, against oh. Mahadi. <laughs> oh, well, oh, that was cocked. That's fine. It was still bad. Um, oh, 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 God, my saving throw. No, never mind. That's going to be 18. Okay. It's up to you. You aren't immediately compelled. You aren't compelled to do so no thank you okay are you sure but i we... know that i was charmed right like that he tried to charm me it's not a charm i mean oh, well, it's charming yes am i aware that he tried to do something he didn't try to do something he's just really gen he's just charismatic oh. it was magical okay. It was just, it's just the raw power of how charismatic. Charisma. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and, and he goes, how about we have dream therapy, if that's what you wish. We have I'm And he's just, as you kind of walk out he's following you and he's like anything else we can assist with like kind of uh hurrying his servants around kind of like following you out like let's go lesbians like following you trying to tempt you <laughs> oh my god no i'm just i'm just gonna walk out i'm not even gonna pay attention to them okay okay so you walk out and you step out back into Hell, as Mahadi calls, come on.
come by the Wandering Emporium any time you wish. Really, we will always be here. Well, not always be here, but you will always be able to find us in your heart if you so wish. I'm just not paying any attention. <laughs> okay. So as you walk out, you kind of breathe, kind of analyze what occurred because of this errand. And do you want to do anything else? Uh, no, I'm going to head back to uh, wherever I usually am. Okay. You head back to your room on Zariel's Flying Fortress. And that's where we're going to end this one-on-one. Oh, wow. my God. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining. We really appreciate you guys coming out here. Um, uh, so thank you guys so much. And you will be able to see the rest of Tavern as they attempt to maybe come down here, maybe rescue. Maybe they'll just move on. Who knows? Wow, that would be a blow. <laughs> a real big blow to him. Is he aware of, like, the time? Like, does he think that, like, of, of how time is different in hell than on the plane? We'll talk. Okay, we'll talk. Cool. Um, so, guys, just a heads up so that you guys are aware. Um, Miller, uh, if you don't mind staying a little bit after, we're going to end the stream, and then we're going to talk and figure out where Augie's going to be for the next little bit. Um, and then you guys hopefully will get to see us soon on Saturday. So hopefully this weekend, hopefully, um, with the rest of Tavern kind of recovering in the aftermath of this. Miller, thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you so guys. much. Uh, wow. This was, this was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this. It's a very different flavor from what we've been doing. But I love it. I love it down there. <laughs> it's, it's pretty, um, yeah. All right. Uh, I think we will see you guys. But, um, yeah. Stay safe. Stay breezy. God. Um, <laughs> Oh, may the light of helm protect you. So, yeah. bringing us in our our little thing of Augie's lost days session thirty four point five. I don't know. I'll just, I don't. I'll just say that it's it's the number. Like, like it's not going to be a point five. I feel like it just makes sense if it's it's own. It's its own thing. It's its own thing. All right, I will end the stream. (laughs) Bye, guys.